This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is the Dumbbells, a personal fitness podcast where we, uh, normally Eugene would say, I'm Eugene Cordero, and me, I'm Ryan Stanger, have discussions and answer questions on all things health and fitness. This is solely based on our own working experience and a little bit of bro science, so please keep in mind that we're not and never claim to be doctors. We're just a couple of dumbbells who love ourselves some fitness and want to help you with yours, and the help can start right now. Uh, don't adjust your earphones. Don't adjust the volume levels. It's just me. Eugene is currently uh, in Fiji shooting a TV show. <laughs> He's doing better than I am. Hey, so you think somebody's listening to this and being like, my volume must be messed up. I don't hear Eugene on this. Uh, I'm positive of it. I'm positive. I think there's enough people listening and mm. there's enough chance in the universe that that's the case. <laughs> okay, that bums me out. <laughs> um, yeah, so Eugene's in Fiji. This is, uh, this is Stanger, your boy Stanger flying solo. Now, uh, for those of you that don't know... Um, Eugene is currently in Fiji. We have him coming in remote sometimes. He may drop in at the end of this episode with a little message for you guys, or he may not. It all depends on his schedule. And then he's even going to record a few while he's in Fiji. But to bring uh, you completely up to speed, that voice you just heard was my guest today, Mm -hmm. the wonderful Ben Rogers. Hey, everybody. I don't know if I wasn't supposed to talk during all that, but you know what? You blew it, man. Well, I love breaking the rules. That's the, That should be what we call today's episode. Yeah, let's call it breaking the rules. Breaking the rules, man. Uh, and then we'll do like a little Photoshop of us in like prison clothes, like uh, with stripes on or something. Yeah, stri- or orange jumpsuits. Orange jumpsuits, yeah. that's better. Yeah, I guess it's we. not too many places do the stripes anymore, but some do. Yeah. I feel, some still do, right? Some st- every once in a while you see a story about like I don't know, a prison in Alabama or someplace, and you're like, they still use the stripes, right. <laughs> and there's still like a ball and chain thing. Yeah, or they, whatever. do they got the ball and chain too? I don't know. I just remember that from uh, Superman one, right? Superman the movie. Mm-hmm. Don't they have Hackman and uh, Ned Beatty at the end, like in? Yeah, they're in like good old fashioned. Uh, yeah. Prison stuff. Prison, prison stuff, ball and chain. Uh, so Rogers, some of you know, uh, is uh, we co-host with Gabrus a podcast called Action Boys mm-hmm. on Patreon. So it's it's definitely a, sp- a specific listener group. I don't know if we have any. I think we have some dumbbells crossovers. There's a slight crossover, but yeah, it's weird. It's weird to be in this setting with you and not have Gabrus here and and not have a a movie we're screaming about. Yeah, not be screaming through the plot line of a, a '80s action movie. Yeah, uh, but yeah, if you're interested in us and that, you should go check that out. Yeah, if we've sold you so far through this <laughs> compelling banter we've had for the last couple of minutes, like definitely tune in to Action Boys. I feel like I have. I'm in host mode, and I got like a weird energy behind. Do you feel that? Your hosting energy? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's coming lot. off a little bit. Yeah. I felt, and I was like, I wanted to bring up Superman the movie, but then I felt weird about that, and I, I plowed through and did it anyway, and then I forced you to move away from it quick. Hey, it's all right, man. <laughs> okay. I think you're doing great. Uh, So, so Ben, what? so last time you came on the mm-hmm. show, we talked about squatting. You had yeah. hired a squat coach, Um, and you, you're a guy that's been pretty fit your whole life. You played sports, grew up in Buffalo. 
Um, and you've been, you've tried all kinds of different things with exercise, CrossFit, right? Yeah, I've done uh, CrossFit, um, which I enjoyed, but I think it took a little too much. It's a young man's game. Yeah. You can't do it for too long. I am trying to work more kind of high intensity training back into my, I'm also skinny. Yes. Uh, usually I'm running like a little underweight, even though that's changing now that I'm getting older. Okay. <laughs> uh, where I'm like slowly just looking at my body starting to fall apart. But I've been doing like heavy weightlifting. Ben's like in his early 30s. For the, the past, uh, yeah, but you know, a lot of mileage. <laughs> Lots of mileage. Drunk dude came up to me at a bar, real total jerk. I'm trying to clean up my language a little bit for don't, the podcast. Don't, don't, don't. Um, so I'm in Costa Rica after the election. Election day. Voted by voted by mail, everybody. Get off my back. <laughs> I wasn't here. It ended up being great. Uh, Trump wins the election. Well, Some good old boy comes up to me at this bar at Costa Rica, just like ranting and raving about Trump and how like pumped he is and how he can't believe it. Then he tries to do some like... Uh, like mind reader shit on me and he tries to tell me like who i am he's like doing it to everybody at the bar and everybody's like get this guy the hell out of here (laughs) he's like my homeboy here he's from chicago and he's 40 years old and i'm like no you're right no that's right (laughs) he's like well then you've been living hard my friend oh man (laughs) And and it stung yeah I, I, I have this dentist, she's a great dentist. And, um, I, uh, was in there getting some work on my teeth. And so I have, I I think everybody has receding gum lines that we're all like terrified about. I I don't know. I I feel like it comes up a lot. And so she was talking about mine and I was showing her, I was like, should I be concerned about these? And this was made, this was a couple of years ago. So I was like 33 at the time. Mm -hmm. And, and she's like, oh, I don't know. I mean. Were you like 45? <laughs> and I was like 33. I mean, it was just like, no, no. I mean, you're already 45. Just let him go. Yeah. I um, I had a, uh, you know, yeah, let's get into dental health a little bit. I saw my dentist and- uh, Oh, you yeah, got like, Invisalign recently. They were like, they were, oh God, that's a whole nother okay, ball so, of wax. Yeah. Right, put a pin in that. They, um, they- if, I mean, my teeth, I have a million issues with my teeth. It's a nightmare. But this is just one of many. My dentist is like, yeah, you really need to get uh, a gum graft. Your gums are receding like crazy because I have all these dental problems. So I'm like, all right. Uh, and she's like, why don't you just come back Thursday? That's when the surgeon will be here. It's a very quick process. And I was like, I was supposed to have a Christmas party. <laughs> Should I like call that off or... Well, she's like, no, it's really easy. And I'm like, all right. She made it the sound gum like graft the is. gum she, graft. She's like, you're not put out. It takes about like 45 minutes. You'll be in and out. Okay. Now, my agent had recently left show business and decided to go into finance. So I'm at this agency, no agent. And they're kind of like showing me around like to the other people of like, maybe these people will want to work at you also at the agency. Yeah. So show them your gum line. Yeah. Their biggest agent had their like main client, like Philip Seymour Hoffman. So she was like the big fish at this place. And I had a meeting with her. Wow. Okay. So uh, my day is get my gum graft, go meet 
this new the head of the agency essentially okay. then right. go to my christmas party okay <laughs> at my apartment kind of slash so you were throwing the party yeah the yeah cr- okay. my girlfriend and i were having like a housewarming christmas okay. party so i go i get the gum graft and i'm totally fucked up <laughs> i go to this meeting and she's like so tell me a little bit about about yourself i'm like <laughs> and my mouth is bleeding my teeth oh. are freaking bleeding and uh, and then, like, you know, I had a beer at my Christmas party Jesus. and I was, like, wasted. Um, anyway, I, I didn't work with that agency much longer. <laughs> the dentist just wanted the money for Christmas, right? Is that what's going I on I think there? that's, yeah, I think that's kind of- no, We got to get you in immediately. It's easy. <laughs> it's an emergency, but it's easy. You know, it's I got to like, get what? it before this eBay bid ends. <laughs> <laughs> what what it what does a gum graph entail? Like they take so they take some some of the uh, gum from like kind of the back inner oh, part God. of your mouth, and then they move that to the to you know wh- whatever part of your mouth. Sew it into like and a sew new... it in. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Jesus. And it's already all like point like gone. You know, it's already like recessed because I like grind my teeth into <sighs> nothing. Oh boy! <laughs> Stay healthy, everybody. <laughs> Dental Got health loss twice a day. Here's a, here's a weird thing, and, and this can maybe mm. start getting us into what we want. I, I still want to find out what's going on with you fitness wise, but I feel like I'll go to different dentists or talk to people that are in some kind of like level of like oral health or something dentistry. I don't even know what, mm. but they'll say, and you'll say like, oh, you want to be careful how you brush because that can cause your gums to recede. And then you'll have somebody that will categorically say, not, that's not it. It has to do with your bite. If you bite down the wrong way, then that cause those, that will cause those teeth to like kind of rattle in their place. And then that loosens your gums up and that causes the recession that you couldn't recede your gums if you tried. And then Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh wow. So it's my bite. And then I'll kind of go, and then somebody then will say, no, 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 no. It's how you kiss. (laughs) How you kiss. Uh, Okay, let's do, you kiss me, uh, show me how you do it. Yeah, oh, you're doing it all wrong. (laughs) Yeah, you know, there's a big problem with fitness in general. I I, I would say health, Health. wellness. Yeah. Conflicting advice. Yeah, I mean, I, I went from like trusting, like trusting a dentist, like my family dentist, like if he said I needed a filling or whatever, mm-hmm. like, I was just like, yeah, of course. And then now since I've been in LA, like I will have people say the, like, like, the, the, like your situation, like this is an emergency. You need to do this immediately. And then I'll go somewhere else and they'll be like, ah, nah, you, you know, you don't need to. It's like, and then you feel like, oh shit, like dentists will upsell you. Yeah. Like they're just trying to make a it's nut. It's all a scam, man. They're trying to make their nut. It's you all know? a friggin' scam. I don't know. The almighty dollar. <laughs> uh okay. So let's fin- so let's finish. So what's going on with you? You had this coach for a while. You since left the coach. I did. I was doing I mean, I was doing very basic stuff. So I was easing back on doing kind of high intensity training, Metcon type workouts. Um and then I was focusing on core lifts, presses, bench presses, deadlift squats. Yeah. Throw some box squats in there. Presses, deadlift squats, all kind of primary movements, and then going for strength, right? Yes. Yeah. A couple rep maxes and that kind of stuff. I was doing like um, some five by fives, okay. more like um, like 
three sets of five uh, as heavy as I could, then like work another weird stuff in there. I kind of got bored by that. And th- this is all very recent. Like over the past month, I would say, I have totally plateaued, had a really hard time, full nervous breakdown level, hard time going into the gym. So I'm trying to switch just so, it up. Just so bored with what you were doing? I think I was bored. With, I think my- What was the nervous breakdown? <laughs> I mean, I was like, man, I got no routine anymore. Like, what okay. am I doing? Like, I, I've nothing, I've, I'm going to the gym at weird ass times. Okay. Uh, you know, So no. it's just like you felt, you felt like compelled to go because you're like, I want to stay fit. Right. And be exercise. But I but hated like, it. I, I hate it. And then you would just like drudge up whatever it took to get in there. And it was like 7.48 PM. See, I'm a bad lifter because it requires it requires breaks. I'm really good. I mean, I came from doing track, running, things where you race and you go as fast as you can and then it's over. Yeah. And with lifting, there's and, and it's good for some people's style. Yeah. Where you 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 get your lift, you take a break, yeah, lift some more, rest. So you can go really heavy again. For me, that's a nightmare. Yeah, I don't like to do that either. I I, I think you should do, yeah, like we, we were talking about, just just do something that's more, even though it's, it's maybe a little counter to what your goals are as mm-hmm. far as putting size on, why not just be fit, you know? Just, you know, I, wanted, I, I don't even care about size anymore. I think now I'm like, I just want to be ripped, you know? Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's what- that, you, That's all diet stuff though, right? Uh, yeah. That's, I would say like diet is uh, 85, if not 90% of that, you know, but I, I mean, for somebody that's like a hard gainer, like you, I think you would get some benefit from doing, you would, you know, you could get some definition for more definition from doing like a high intensity workout, you know, with like yeah. a lot of volume and a lot, something that's like more active and dynamic, you know, to where you're doing something the whole time. Right. Um, but yeah, but food, I mean, food's going to be the most important part of that, you know, having like a relatively clean diet, depending on how ripped you want to get. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I think, you know, incorporating a lot of movement into whatever you're doing, I, I, you know, like doing full body workouts, you know, push, pull, squat, legs with everything. I definitely gained a ton of strength and like some size. But, um, you know, another big, uh, this is what I talked about mostly last time I was here. I don't get the same like endorphin rush. Uh, I don't get the same like mental stimulus from doing any of that shit that I yeah. would like, I don't know, doing like a, a shit ton of burpees or something like that. Right. You know? Something where you're just yeah. breaking where, like a crazy yeah. sweat and you get like that, uh, you get that hormonal response, you know, like, like a real gut buster workout. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same. Like, I like, I like ha- haven't breaking a big sweat. Like, it's weird for me to like go in there and like chill and like have like beef jerky in my back pocket. Yeah, man. And- I mean, when I lift, like, I, and I, I'm a guy that doesn't really like. It takes a lot to get me to sweat. Like, I don't sweat. I mean, don't get me wrong. I smell sometimes. <laughs> I'm disgusting, but I don't physically sweat as much as maybe the normal person does. All right. Um, so, I mean, I could just wear like street clothes to lifting weights. <laughs> I mean, it's like, no, I you get- You could fully commit to being a gym weirdo. Yeah. And wear street just clothes. wearing jeans and like boots with no laces. You don't see- <laughs> 
you don't see that that much anymore now that like fitness is so mainstream. Yeah. I used to love a good gym weirdo where it's just like, oh wow, just full on jeans and yeah, like yeah, boots, I mean, uh, denim jacket, denim jacket, like like a lot of headgear on as part of their like system i mean i I, i'm sure these people still exist i mostly know gym weirdos from my time going to a boxing gym which i was into for a long time and that's where you get a lot of like punch drunk people that um like and ever like you know my friends would be like look at this guy yeah, he's, he thinks he, he carries the, that change around all day long. And it's like a dude who like had two big handfuls of change that he'd just Whoa. like walk around with all day long. That is And that was like his rocky like bullshit system. Oh, like he like to for his grip strength or something? Yeah, like, like it'll that make was him his punching hands the faster. Meat. Yeah. And all these guys like <laughs> you'll see some dude pick up a kettlebell and do some crazy hey, Apollo, shit with it. Apollo, come over here. I don't think you should fight this guy. He's been holding change all day. <laughs> you gotta hold that change. Rock, rock, rock. I got a new workout for you. Roll these pennies. <laughs> I gotta feed the meter, rock, and you need to organize these dimes for me. Hey, this yo. water jug full of change. <laughs> I need you to organize it. Uh, I don't uh, know. I don't know, Mickey. I, I'm not very good at counting. You know. Hey, you just look at the size. <laughs> hey, some of these isn't even U.S. currency. All right, I'm mentally irregular. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, abandoned plot. You know, component of that first Rocky. Mm. They, 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 a they, lot of lost workouts in there. Yeah, a lot of lost workouts. You got to have greasy speed and. You know, organize this change before I mean, you catch yeah, the chicken. It is tough because, like, all those stories you, like, start to laugh at, and then they all end in, like, some horrible tragedy where it was like, yeah, he was actually a top contender, but he just had the wrong manager who, like, put him in the ring too much, and then he got all messed up. Yes. Yeah, horrifying. <laughs> we, I Like, I boxed amateur at Cal when I was uh, – when I was there playing football, I don't like to talk about it. Uh, but <laughs> that's that's an ongoing thing with this podcast too. Uh, but there was a guy that was kind of like, like a, I don't know, like a co coach there, like a assistant coach or something that would hold mitts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like he was like really great, at like running drills and holding mitts. But he could not have a conversation with you unless he was holding the mitts. And then so like he would just like look down. And like wouldn't really talk, mm-hmm. but then once he was holding the mitts up and then throwing out combinations, and while you were punching, he could like coach How's your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, like he's totally like he kind of coach you up and make small talk. But it was something like it it like unlocked a part of his brain that wasn't damaged somehow. Huh. I, I yeah, horrifying. Yeah, horrifying. Horrifying. Uh, uh, now to do the wedding ceremony <laughs> my best coach now he does need to hold these mitts yeah so we're gonna, we're gonna have to put these focus pads on i'm gonna have to hit here i gotta hit him while he's doing the ceremony but he'll do a great job he's, as good. Long as he's I'm- good we're just we have to keep him moving we got to keep his mind moving you know, the thing about marriage one two three <laughs> all right good good right cross left we're gonna right, go cro- up down right, right cross right. Left. it's a lot of work <laughs> a lot of people don't know it's not just about love and yeah we're gonna go one, two, one, back over the top. One, don't for, don't Overhand don't right. don't be afraid to be boyfriend and girlfriend, even though you're married now. Uh. <laughs> Never go to bed in an argument. 
All right, double jab. <laughs> We're going to double up on that one, two. Don't smother your punches. And also, don't forget to communicate. You're leaning your head forward. <laughs> uh, what Have you boxed since you've been out in L.A.? You know, boxing killed my shoulders. Oh, yeah. um, so I stopped doing it. Uh, but I, I enjoyed it. I, I, you know, I, we were talking about the Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling. Yeah. And like watching him in the in the boxing gym, I was like, yeah, it was pretty, I really enjoyed it. I loved going boxing. Yeah. It, it, it Were you punching too much heavy bag or something? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that'll do it. Like you need something with some give, you know? And I didn't even really need to waste time. I mean, I could have just like done a double end ba- bag and, and like gone and f- crazy on, on that. And, I mean, and focus pads. Yeah. Yeah, especially, and if you have somebody that knows what they're doing, I'm holding them for yeah. you. You're not going to beat yourself up too much. But sparring is a crazy experience, um, and I think everybody should do it. Oh yeah, know, one time you got to. It is it is wild. So yeah, I was telling talking about boxing amateur. So amateur is two minute rounds. It's three two minute rounds, mm. and you think these pros are doing twelve? Used to be like fifteen, but yeah. like twelve three minute rounds, and just doing three two minute rounds. Yeah. You're exhausted. I, like the most tired I've ever been in my entire life. Yeah, that's fascinating. I don't understand it. I don't <laughs> know why. You can do I don't know why being in a ring like that makes you so tired so quickly. Because, and, and not training, it, it's, you won't get the same effect. You could train no. your ass off and yeah, you'll be fine. Um, you can sprint for two minutes and it's not the same it's not the same just like kind of walking in circles even just trying to catch your breath it like immediately goes out of you yeah and like your arm like i couldn't even hold like after at the end of a couple fights that i would do like i couldn't even hold my arms up like i could not even hold my like to protect myself i think i told this story to you about getting my bell rung pretty good uh by the dude crusher he uh (laughs) (laughs) crusher yeah, and, do we uh, should we know Crusher? I you know I I don't know if he's still boxing, but I used to go to this boxing gym. And there are a lot of pros box there, and um, you know I was the like young chump that would go like that was just there for fun. Okay, um, a couple guys called me Clark Kent. <laughs> and there was uh, I've I have heard this. I know this. So the uh, I. My my manager, this guy, or my manager, my coach, he was just like, um, hey, you, uh, you mind uh, working on defense with this guy? Uh, to, he said that to Crusher. Yo, Crusher, uh, this, you just let this guy this throw some punch, punches at you. Out of a movie. And uh, Crusher's like, fine. My coach comes over. He's like, this is going to be like trying to hit feathers. There's no way you're going to hit this guy, but just like keep trying. He'll like dance around you. Uh, you you'll get some good movement in. And w- and it was it was like you know sp- that sparring feeling except without punches coming at you because he's just like bopping and weaving. Yeah, so you're just trying to get your ring sense yeah. and find him, and then he's getting the the work on working his evasion yeah. and defense. And and the yeah. only move that like the like only like trick shot my coach taught me was a half jab. So it's a cheap shot. You you have no power on it. So a jab instead of coming from your shoulder and extending your arm all the way out you extend it halfway okay and then whoever you're punching at doesn't get that contact on their gloves because they go to block it then they drop their gloves then you fully extend your hand, arm the rest of the way does that make sense yeah totally um so, so yeah you, start, so you do like you start you do the like punch. a half a step 
half a punch and then they lo- and then their rhythm gets shaken then you fully extend so you can get this like very weak but quick contact in okay. and then hopefully maybe you can turn it into a combo of some sure. kind yeah 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 so i get it on crusher <laughs> so i kick and the look on his face was like uh, Mike Tyson punch out, like when you actually hit, like one of the guys. It was like, Ooh! and he freaked out. He hit me so quick, so many times, so fast that it's like the only time I've ever like been like concussed like that. Like, Whoa. like no, I was like, oh, this is where you kind of feel it in your knees and like everything's sort of spinning. And Whoa. it's like, oh, okay, this is what. It feels like when you are about to get knocked out. Whoa. It's horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> and then the bell rung. And then you, everything was like back to normal. I was like, well, i staying way the fuck away from this guy. Weird. I got hurt and hit by Crusher. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> hey, don't worry. Crusher ain't going to do any crushing, all right? He would call him Crusher. It's fine. It's like hitting feathers. Yeah, you snuck one in on him. <laughs> I I was I had like similar experience, not as scary of a guy, but a much more experienced fighter who is a southpaw. Mm. And it's weird if you're a right-handed fighter and you're fighting a southpaw, it's really weird because you're constantly you're you don't circle naturally away from each other, yeah. you circle into each other. So you're always stepping towards each other, and there was just something about like the way that I fought that was just uncomfortable for this guy and like i could just like i had a decent jab and i was able to just i just was able to keep catching him with my jab and so it was the same thing it was like starting where it's like hey just kind of like step in and he's not going to throw at you you're just going to throw at him and then by the end he was like i need to throw punches because it's like i keep he keeps catching me with this jab and i want to i want to counter off of it and i was like okay and then so as soon as we switched that like he he was just jabbing at me too and caught me a few times and I was like, hey, I can't do this. <laughs> it's gonna hurt me. So I can't, you know. We Sparring can't. can easily turn into just a real fight very quickly. Yeah. This well, is- you you can tell everyone's taking it too seriously when like you start to notice more and more people watching right, the, yes. the bullshit training session between these two like skinny dudes. Yes. <laughs> if people are concerned with what I'm doing in yeah, there, then yeah. it's something bad. People happening. are like, oh, something's going on. Because <laughs> people <laughs> want to see two people hurt each other. Yeah, absolutely. They say southpaws, um, left-handed people uh, evolve to be left-handed as human beings for combat. That's the the newest theory. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. An advantage in combat. I I mean it is it is it is very weird to fight. Have you ever fought somebody southpaw? No. Nah. Yeah. It it's it's really weird. It it's it. Uh, you have to be. I don't know. You have to practice it and be in the kind of the mindset for it. That's my first trainer. I was so I like didn't I had so little on either arm. He wanted to start training me southpaw. <laughs> Listen, yeah. you're so goddamn weak. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't so... The only chance you got is being awkward in the ring. So this let's get dude. This is this is a place. The first place I went to was a real rundown place. It was in the Bronx, and it was um, the dude. I have tremors in my hands. I used to really bad. They're not. They're not there so much anymore. But my hands used to shake so badly. Right. We think you have some kind of like very benign, mild, essential tremor syndrome. That's that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Essential tremors. Yeah. And now it's like kind of pretty chilled out. Um, but when I was like 
you know, 18, my doctor was like, yeah, you'll be fine. Drink a beer and it'll probably go away. Drink two beers and it'll probably get really bad. Uh, Good. Thanks, doc. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I and I mean, I have a million tremor stories, but I, at this gym, the guy took my gloves off and after I work out, it would be really, really uh, visible. Yeah. So it's like the beginning of Rocky Five. Yeah. So he takes me out and he's like, not in this gym, man. Oh, God. Whatever you're on, not in this gym, all right? You thought like, you were kicking from from like like withdrawals from drugs or something? Yeah, I guess he thought I was like popping something or like, like shooting up or like, I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. <laughs> but like, he gave me like a real heart to heart. Of like, not here, man. <laughs> what, sparring in here? Not here. Not, hey, whatever you're on, out of the gym. I, I, uh, <laughs> that's so, because you, like, whatever you say, you sound like a liar. Yeah. I'm not on anything. Yeah. Uh, I, I had a doctor who, um, like, I was, like, real fidgety as a kid. I was, like, 11 or 12 years old. And so, like, I would, like, tw- you know, just kind of, like, move my hands or rub my hands together or, like, knock my knees back and forth, kind of, like, uh, restless leg syndrome or something. All right. And she thought I was on some kind of drugs. And like, she was just like, you, you know, you, you got to tell me like, what's, what's going, like, what's going on and like what you're on. And I was like, I'm, I'm like 11. Like, I'm not, I could, I don't even think I could find anything if I wanted to, you know? This one dude at my job was just like, it's going to be all right, man. Just go, go down to the locker room. Just take a nap, man. I'll make sure nobody asks anything. I was like, oh, this dude's actually a drug addict and he thinks he like <laughs> sees in me that like, oh no, this guy's having like fits. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I love it. So let's, mm-hmm. uh, we can transition here. Let's let's take a break. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back after the break with more dumbbells. What's up, guys? This is Ryan coming at you. I'm flying solo, but I got something I want to talk to you guys about. I want to talk to you about Dollar Shave Club because I want you to clean up your bathroom. All right? I did it. You guys need to do it. And Dollar Shave Club is going to help you do it. All right? Dollar Shave Club is more than just razors, guys. And Dollar Shave Club is significantly better than shopping in a store because they do all the work for you. You don't have to go wander around a store and buy a bunch of stuff that you don't know if it's good or not. It's not been vetted. I've used all this stuff, and I'm here to tell you that it is legit good. I like the uh, I like the Dollar Shave Club uh, executive razors. It's the best razor I've ever used. I've been using forever my wife's pink razors. They're like pink disposable razors. She uses them to shave her legs. And I was using them on my face, and I would forget how old or new they were. And so I ended up with a drawer full of these razors, and then I'd be like in a hurry, and I would, be, I would just grab one. And then it was like filled with like shave muck in it. Well, I'm not proud of this, guys. I'm I'm sharing with you because I, I care about you. So it'd be filled with this shave muck. And then I would run it across my face. And I wasn't even getting a close shave because I had like, you know, shave muck from 2009 in there. And it's 2018. But guess what? Dollar Shave Club cleared that up for me because they're sending me my razors. I just have the subscription. They send it to me. And I, I went ahead and I took advantage of more than just their razors. They have everything you need. They've got shampoo. They've got body wash. They've got toothpaste. They've got everything you need to look and feel great. I, uh, I use their uh, Dr. Carver's Shave Butter. What I like about this is that it's clear. 
Now, people that check out our Instagram and Twitter know that I'm a mustache guy. I've got a beautiful mustache that my wife hates, but I love. And so I put this shave butter on and it's smooth and it's clear. So the fact that it's clear allows me to see where the mustache is and make sure not to shave it off. Uh, and also keeps my sideburns straight. Have you guys ever done like a weird, you know, thing where you spread that like Santa Claus beard, uh, shaving cream on your face and then you end up knocking like your sideburns to like the, the center of your head. And then you have to like even out the other side because they need to match. But then it looks like you got like a weird flock of seagulls, uh, haircut thing going on remedies that for you. I also use their one wipe Charlie's, uh, the one wipe Charlie's is the best way to clean your butt. Don't trust just regular toilet paper. If you can't shower immediately after dropping the deuce, I highly recommend that you use the One Wipe Charlie's. And like the name's fun. Come on, One Wipe Charlie. It's a fun name. Clean up your bathroom and your morning routine and join Dollar Shave Club today. And for just $5 with free shipping, you'll get the six-blade executive razor plus trial sizes of shave butter, body cleanser, and One Wipe Charlie's. Then... Keep the blades coming for a few bucks a month. Get yours at dollarshaveclub.com slash dumbbells. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash dumbbells. Get on it, guys. Clean up your bathrooms and your faces. And we're back. That was one of our great breaks that everybody loves. Wow, that was great, man. (laughs) uh be sure to check out that product uh so rogers we wanted to talk i wanted to talk to you about any kind of weird health stuff Mm -hmm. you've done have done are doing want to try um i can start things off with a couple if you want to to kind of give you yeah uh, okay so let's do it so one that i remember for a while do you remember the master cleanse Oh, yeah. So the Master Cleanse, for people that don't know or need to be reminded. I think it's still around, It's still around. Yeah, Yeah, people still talk about it. And it's taken other forms. Like there's juice cleanses and there's all this kind of stuff that you can do. I was never a cleanse guy, but yeah. Me either. The original one was called the Master Cleanse. And that was basically spring water, uh, cayenne pepper. Lemon. Lemon juice. Um, and maple syrup. Right. And like, you can look it up online. There's a specific recipe for it. There's books for it. And what it promised to do was detoxify you. That was like the first I ever heard of detox, you know, yeah. like detoxing your body. And it's taking this medical term like detox and applying it to a cleanse. And so, you know, people would go on this and it's basically like a fast and they would lose a bunch of weight it would kind of maybe reset their digestion and then they would, you know, drop pounds and then kind of feel great afterwards. Mm -hmm. And then basically they would have like really like, like diarrhea or loose stools when they came back because they hadn't had, it's like 10 days of just drinking this stuff. Yeah. You're Uh, getting diarrhea. (laughs) Sorry, friend. uh, So they're, they're completely emptied out. And so I did it. Like I did the juice cleanse, uh, or the master master cleanse. Yeah. And, it was the same kind of thing. Like I felt, I felt good afterwards and I dropped weight. I didn't really know why it was working. And I, you know, I guess like, you know, when you hear people that are really passionate about it and they explain detox, you're like, oh yeah, I am. I have to detox all these toxins out of my body. And then now, you know, anybody that is worth their salt and science or worth their salt and science will say that like, look, your, your kidneys and your liver do that. If they're not doing that to the point 
to where you think that like drinking lemon and cayenne pepper is going to take you that next step, you're you're in trouble. Like if you're if your kidneys aren't do you're on dialysis, you know, like you're yeah. you're in trouble. So that's like it's kind of been debunked as bullshit. And people still do it. I mean, everybody I know who doesn't really like know anything about fitness who just is eats garbage and then it's like, well, I've been eating crap. I better do a cleanse. (laughs) Like it's just like undoes all that stuff. Yes. What, what, so like a cleanse, basically what that will do was it takes a battle ax to your calories. So it's, it's basically like a modified fast. So you do drop weight and then I, there's been some interesting science and research on fasting of late. Fasting seems legit to me. Yeah. I've never tried it, but it, I, the science seems there. And also just the traditions of fasting in culture seems to add some something to it. Some to credibility. Yeah. Like, why would this have endured yeah. if it's not for anything? Yeah. I, so, so some of the interesting science that I found, the bro science that I found on fasting is your body benefits from stressors. So that can be temperature, um, hyperthermia, like heat extreme heat, extreme cold, and then also a lack of calories either over time or in short spurts is good for your body because your body will release um, like life-saving hormones to kind of counter whatever's happening. So if you like, if you remove calories from the equation, your body will, you know, go into a mode where it needs to, where it needs to preserve itself and then you can kind of hack that. So if you're like doing some intermittent fasting or you're doing a short fast or you're doing like prolonged calorie restriction, you can kind of hack those that that your body's life-saving measures, like your reserve power. Yeah. Now, I guess my concern is, is it easy to fuck up and will I just start, will my body just start, you know, uh, eating away at my muscle mass? Yeah. I mean, that does happen. So like you do, you will, you know cannibalize some muscle and then you also could mess with your metabolism like if you push it too far right you know so maybe you're not burning as hot if you're if you don't have like the regular introduction of calories but i don't think it's as i don't think it's as quite as extreme as people once thought where it was like look if you're not eating eight meals a day you got to be eating eight small meals a day or your body's going to slow down you got to think of it like a fire and good food. You got to get good food in there. Hey, you don't want to have any junk food. You know, you end up being mentally irregular. Uh, I think that like, uh, yeah, I think that like having, you know, more sporadic calories is mm-hmm. okay. Because I, I don't think that we were designed to have a, a a food environment that had constant calories available to us. Right. That's a new development. And I don't think that we've evolved as fast as our food environment has but I get hangry. <laughs> so they would say that like, so the people that are <laughs> of the school of thought, uh, did you invent that word? That's so funny. dude. Yeah. It's hangry. <laughs> it's angry and hungry. <laughs> that is so funny. Uh, the people of like the fasting kind of school of thought would say that like, you're not, you're not fat adapted. So your body can't, it can't use its adipose tissue or fat stores so you get low blood sugar and that causes you to feel you know angry or Mm. or tired or something because you don't you're you're not adapted at like tapping into your fat reserves for energy fat adapted fat adapted but this is i mean again we're getting into like bro science territory yo girl i'm fat adapted (laughs) 
Come here. That's on your Tinder profile, yeah, right? Yeah, fat, fat. <laughs> but it's a lie. Yeah, it's a lie. <laughs> then I just keep rejecting people. <laughs> oh God, why are all these girls matching with me? <laughs> what? Uh, so, do you have anything that you've tried? You know what? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, you kind of. This is a good segue since you're talking about extremes. Uh, I just did cryotherapy. Oh, cool. Um, so that's a, that's one of them for and, sure. And uh, I fucking loved it. Yeah. It was a blast. It was, uh, I, I had a meeting. There's no good place to do it around here. I had to go out to Santa Monica and I just happened to be next to a place called Cryozone. And, <laughs> and they have like- How'd they come up with the name? I don't know. Oh, and the dude definitely like, when I asked for information and left, he goes, stay cool. Oh, like all everybody who works there is like twenty years old, and they have to. So you know, it's it's. I mean, a big problem I have with a lot of kind of the stuff we're going to be talking about today is it's for crazy rich people. I yeah. mean, it's pretty inaccessible to it's, just. It's the astronomically normal expensive. Yeah, you could try it one time, so it's like uh, uh, cryotherapy. I think the first time was like forty dollars. Wow. Now, it takes three minutes. Yes. So you got to like really want to go in as a lark. So you go in and they put you in, you, um, you have to get down to your underwear, put on their heavy socks and gloves and then slippers on top of the socks and then like oven mittens on top of the gloves. <laughs> so your extremities have to be covered up. Then you go into a tank, uh, a standing tank where just your head sticks out. They, they calibrate it for your height. And then they start it up and, you know, nitrous oxide or, you know, whatever the fuck. I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's just like seeping out through. So it looks like you're in a Liquid haunted nitrogen. house. Liquid nitrogen. Liquid nitrogen. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a T, T2. T2. <laughs> Fully liquid nitrogen. <laughs> liquid metal. So the... Uh, and and this and like a twenty year old kid has to talk you through it because I think people freak out because yeah. it gets so cold so fast, um, and they're like, "So what do you know about cryotherapy? Um, it's actually really good for you, and it helps with inflammation." And and it's like, "Okay, thirty more seconds," and you're feeling it. I mean, it's and you're really like kind of can't wait for the three minutes to be over and then when you leave they're like and you're probably going to be feeling a little more positive and i gotta tell you i was i was feeling great <laughs> and this you're a skeptic i am a skeptic you're I'm not a, fully bought into cryotherapy you fully bought into it i bought into it and i'm a fan of it are you so are you going to regularly do it what, what it's too you, expensive it's I, too, I think it's 60 bucks a session so 40 is kind of the intro rate they'll yeah. give you a a break to kind of get yeah, you hooked. Yeah, they try to get you hooked and they got me hooked, brother. <laughs> Trust me. And then what to get the to get the therapeutic benefit, how many times a week would you have to go? What do they I reckon? mean, I think it's like once a week to get the benefits. I think I mean, I would love to try it right after a really intense workout. I think that would be the ultimate yeah. test. Um, you know, instead of just walking by when I happen to be in the neighborhood. Right. Uh to do it it's some kind of like like cause and effect. Yeah. You know, like, hey, I'm doing this, so I'm going to- See what my recovery is like the next day after I do some cryo. I also do love to say cryo now too. It is cool. It, it sounds very futuristic. Mm -hmm. it, it would be great just to have like unlimited resources to just like do all this stuff. Did you, you watch know? that Tony Robbins uh, 
documentary on Netflix, Hanai <laughs> Guru. Yeah. It's like very funny to me. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, my favorite part was when he jumps in his it was cold, cold plunge. plunge. Yeah. And yeah, if I had unlimited resource, I would definitely have a cold plunge in my backyard. Yeah. And that's how I'd wake, wake, start every day. Yeah. Taking a quick dip in the cold plunge. Right. I start every morning looking out into the ocean and doing his little arm exercises, right? I do my arm exercises and then I go, I just do a quick plunge. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm here to tell you how to create lasting change. I haven't had ice cream in 15 years till my wife said, well, maybe you should start living. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh... I was like, uh, one of these clients I have is a real wealthy guy. We got to, I got to fly in a private plane with him. I was training him somewhere. And so we're on this private jet and, uh, the, uh, w- the co-pilot came back and like, just sat with us for a minute while the other guy was flying. <laughs> the, the, the only pilot flying came back and sat with us and we're like, Hey, who's flying the plane? No, the co-pilot. <laughs> and so we're like, uh, I, you know, so I like, you know, my client like doesn't give a shit about any of this stuff, but I was like, Hey, who's the most famous person you've had fly around? And like, what's, what's a, give me a story. And the guy's like, uh, well, I tell you, I fly Tony Robbins around. He's a total fucking nightmare, real, like real demanding and pushy. Like they're so like the pilots have like the certain amount of time that they're allowed to fly. And then they have to take a break. It's like four, right. Four, people's to save people's lives right. i don't fucking crash yeah because that was a huge problem for a long time yeah so they these guys would... pilots were staying up for 14 hours like flying <laughs> planes yeah so so he would like force these guys to wait on the runway because he was like doing like what you know one of his like seminars or whatever and then he'd be out there and they're like look we have to you have to wait for another pilot to come in because i've missed my window and he'd be like no god damn it you're flying me you know and they're like we can't we cannot do it and so he'd throw a big tantrum and they said, and then on top of that, they would have like these like big baskets filled with like, you know, Pepperidge Farms and like, uh, c- you know, Ho-Hos and candies and Snicker bars. And he said like Robbins would eat like the whole thing, like <laughs> s- like 400 candy bars and just like leave all the wrappers and crumbs and stuff in there. Because he's so, got like a pituitary gland problem. I think so, yeah. Like, it's like giant tentitis or yeah, something. Yeah, and which also gives him like a shit ton of energy. <laughs> so it's like a weird thing where I'm just like, I'm taking advice from this guy who has like some weird super normal ability. Yeah, you you can't do all the things that yeah. he does. Yeah. But it was just funny because he would like do like this health food stuff and everything. And then meanwhile, like he's eating like, you know, fu- the the magnum sized cans of Pringles and shit you know, <laughs> screaming at people. <laughs> you got to love yourself. You got to love your body. And then two hours later, he's like, get, get those chips in here. And take off. Yeah. I mean, enough to where this guy, it was noteworthy for this guy. To, to I'll really have both pieces of the Kit Kat. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so cryo. Okay, cool. I I've talked about on this podcast, like I've been doing sauna. Um, sauna is one of those, Sauna has been a recent one. People have heard me talk about it a lot, uh-huh. but there was a big study out in Finland that showed that people that used sauna, not steam room, okay. but sauna, so 175 degrees plus, three times a week, uh, 25 minutes plus, have a, like a 60% reduction in all-cause mortality, 60% reduction in like uh, dementia and Alzheimer's. Wow. And- uh, and then they they think that it's because due to the extreme heat that you're in for a prolonged period of time, 
your body releases heat shock proteins. And that's that same thing. It's like a powerful life-saving measure that your body does because it thinks it's going to die mm-hmm. from this heat. And so you're controlling that. So you get out so of it. So all these things are just tricking your body into yeah. thinking you're going to die. And it's like, oh shit, we got to release all the stuff. Yeah. It's like you have like these power reserves that like you'll never access unless you need to. But now we figured out like, oh, you can... You can continue on the trajectory that you're on safely and then also have access to these power reserves. What about uh, infrared saunas? Have you tried that? I haven't. I have tried that one before too. But yeah, that kind of heats you internally. Yeah. I think that if as long as it gets hot enough, I think you get the same kind of benefit from from that, you know, that like 170. It's called hyperthermia. Yeah. Um, and then also they found there was this, I was reading this guy. I, do you know who doc, Dr. Rhonda Patrick is? No. She's done like uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. She's the one that kind of got me into sauna. She's... Yeah, this is all very Joe Rogan-y, <laughs> Tim Ferriss stuff Tim we're talking Fer- totally, about. Totally, yeah. Uh, with, like, with less you, research. Yeah, with less re- research, but we are factoring in how embarrassing it is to talk to other people about it yes. or to admit that you're doing oh, it. Oh, it's ridiculous. I mean, there's people that are just trying to like, you know, find like a, a square meal, you know, and we're let me tell you about my sauna <laughs> use. <laughs> I was walking by a cryo place in Santa Monica and I figured, mm, why not? You know, people are uh, fucking starving. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fat adapted. Um, Yo, I'm fat adapted. Uh, so so this guy uh, was, I, I think it's like, it also helps with people's depression, hyperthermia. So like being exposed to like extreme heat, like is like makes you feel good, you know, mm. psychologically too. Um, another one I wanted to tell you about was, uh, so like, like as a kid, like my mom would have me eat sprouts and stuff. Right. And, uh, you know, sprouts are supposed to be healthy. And then like, you know, people kind of stop talking about them. And then I've been doing this research on broccoli sprouts, three day old broccoli sprouts. You have to fucking grow your own because you have to harvest them at three days. Jesus, (laughs) But it's, they, they have this, uh, (laughs) anti-cancer. This anti <laughs> this anti cancer component. You gotta grow your own sprouts. <laughs> I mean, there's no way to talk about this stuff without sounding sound like, like a, a lo- complete lunatic. Yeah. You actually can't buy it. You gotta cultivate your own broccoli sprouts, three days old. It'll stop all cancers. The so this this anti cancer compound they have is in its highest concentrate in three day old broccoli sprouts. You can also get it like in any kind of the okay. cruciferous vegetables, like like Brussels sprouts and kale, cauliflower, and cauliflower. Okay, but in broccoli sprouts at three, at three days old, is it's in its highest concentrate. Now you got to stay up past midnight. <laughs> you can't drink water all night. Uh, uh, so how do you make broccoli sprouts? I so I've researched that that you can get like seed trays and just kind of do it yourself. It happens fast. Like they'll they'll germate fast. And then once they sprout, then you let them go to three days and then you harvest them. You can also just do it in a straight up jar, like a mason jar. Uh-huh. And so like if you look like there's a bunch of fucking weirdos like me online that tell that walk you through it. It's pretty easy. I haven't started yet. I'm going to. And I'm going to I'm going to bring you up to speed on that when I do it. But, yeah, you can kind of you, you can do it on your own with these jars. And you just all you need is like a countertop and sunlight and then the, and then the seeds, obviously. But you get like the sprouting seeds for it, and then it's just water. You don't have to do it in in dirt or anything. You do it like kind of like um, hydroponic ish. 
Dude, you're sweating right now. <laughs> I've never felt more alive. Cold plunge. Uh, you know, one, uh, okay, here's an embarrassing um, uh, thing that I've tried that I, I don't even know if it, I, I didn't even see any real um, benefit of it, but I wore a training mask for a while. At the CrossFit gym. Oh, um, they so got, it constricts your oxygen flow? Yeah. So it's like doing um, high altitude altitude training uh, because I was kind of getting bored uh, doing CrossFit, you know, yeah, sort of the like running CrossFit exercises. So I throw on a mask and you look insane. Yeah. And now I'm like, why'd I do that? <laughs> And now I have. I broke one of you my. You look rules. like Scorpion from um from fight, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. yeah Scorpion, and they play Scorpion up to it. Wins. Bane. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Bane. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't do. I mean, you could do it at certain gyms, I guess, where like you don't care. But like, I can't run around the streets in my my Marshall my Marshawn Lynch. Did he, what did he used to wear one? Yeah. Uh, Oh, he used to do like a skeleton face thing, but just to look cool, right? Or was it an actual training mask? I think mask? he'd like come out and like, I think he had an actual training mask. I played with him at Cal. Really? Well, I missed him by one season, but he came in at spring ball just as I was getting done. Yeah. Co- looked completely different. Was like probably- He wasn't beast mode yet? Wasn't beast mode yet. I mean, he was awesome, but- I loved him, man. He used to play for the Bills. Oh, he's a blast, dude. There, uh, there wasn't. There's nobody more fun to like watch and you know interviews and play and you know everything. It's just a total blast. I, I, everybody should have won, won that Super Bowl, man. Oh yeah, Pete Carroll, crazy. Pete Carroll. Oh, you don't want to go with dumbest the thing. with the guaranteed win? What a fucking idiot. Second dumbest thought Pete Carroll has ever had after his 9/11 conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh, uh, i bet carol's got some great weird oh yeah stuff. he's like uh um oh big time yeah he, he that dude definitely like drinks like he does like urine therapy <laughs> <laughs> i make my own facial paste out of my urine people have been doing it for thousands of years <laughs> the aztecs right. you put a little bit two drops of your own urine for every liter <laughs> <laughs> it's sterile uh th- yeah, so that altitude training. So, like, I guess the research on that is that it doesn't, it doesn't create. It's it's not the same as training in altitude, mm. but like it can. I I don't know if it even does help your VO two max, but you maybe do burn more calories while training. That's I I think I mean it does have some. I think your lungs are working harder. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it. I mean, I think as just like another muscle system working. Right. Uh, I don't think there's any benefit beyond that. Yeah, they used to th- they used to think that it could increase like how efficiently your body turned over oxygen, but like it's like they were do- they were doing like the all these like blood oxygen lactate tests while people were on it and it wasn't quite as promised. But I think you do burn more calories. It's always interesting too when like you, I, I, you do you remember when they used to do the Aspen Comedy Festival? Yeah, yeah. Like every year there would be some buddy on drugs that would like pass out because of the altitude i was just in colorado a couple weeks ago and it's crazy the altitude yeah i mean you feel it immediately and i I mean just a part of me was like fuck i should have brought a jump rope or something oh try to get like a little bit of benefit yeah uh big bear around here that's yeah it's kind of high on elevation people used to train for uh 
you know, winter games there and stuff. And then I think they do some fight camps out there. Yeah. Like people will go do their, you know, like their training camp for big fights to train in the altitude. Uh, let me think. Let me think of some. Uh, do you remember um, that scene in Tin Cup where Rene Russo shows up and she's got all the stupid gear and then he like rips it all off. She's got like a weird like, you know. Oh, for golf. For to Find a swing again, yeah. basically. Yeah. And then like later on, he's got all the stuff on because he's lost his swing and he's like trying anything to get it back. Yeah. I feel like we're going through a lot of like we're <laughs> wading into that territory a little bit. A hundred percent. I saw on Instagram like some targeted ad for me was like this is great for kids and it was only great for kids because no adult would use it because it's so stupid it's uh and it's targeted for you yeah and of course it's a targeted ad for me it's uh a headband with a like kind of a rubber um ball attached by a rubber band and you punch it, so you have you have uh, uh, boxing gloves on. Oh yeah, and you kind of punch it, kind of like a double end bag, dude. I I see Mickey Rourke use one of those things <laughs> at Equinox all the time. Really? Like on it, like on a treadmill. He'll like walk on the treadmill, and then he's like hitting one of those things. Yeah, good for him, man. I love him. <laughs> Uh yeah, I see. I used to see him in that gym all the time. He got himself in like he got in good shape. Like he got real lean. I mean, he got buff for right. wrestler, and then he got like real lean. But again. even that bumps me out because I know he's like, yeah, I'm gonna start fighting again. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get back and fighting shape. Gonna start fighting again, brother. Yeah, long way from you know nine and a half weeks. Um, yeah. The, it is weird. Yeah. Have you ever seen, have you seen, like, do you follow his Instagram? No. Yeah, I think it. you've sent me a couple of key <laughs> posts. But <laughs> you guys are really missing out uh, on the uh, exchanges that Rogers and I have <laughs> sharing on Instagram. Um, yeah. So he, yeah, apparently wants yeah, to start. Yeah. <laughs> I'm remembering what it was. It was like him talking about his manager. Oh, yeah. He's got this. He, he, he still posts those like every like six weeks. He'll post like his former like uh, agent from like ICM. He's like, dog shit, waste of time, ruin your life. And it's like some nerdy picture of the guy from a costume party. (laughs) And like he just lights the guy up and he does it probably like every six weeks. I love it. Um, All right. So I I think that's I think that's efficient. Right. Do you have any more weird health things? Uh, Weird health things. Um. I mean, I do coconut oil still. Like, I do a spoonful of coconut oil. That's one of those ones that, like, right. keeps, like, so they'll say, like. They keep, that's like eggs. That's our new eggs. That's our new eggs. Like, do you need saturated fat or do you need to steer clear of saturated yeah. fat? And I'm of the thought that you you need some. And I don't really get a lot of it outside of some animal protein, like some beef that right. I have. But you're a vegetarian in no, a lot of ways, right? I you haven't have, been for a couple of years now. I was for about 10 years. 10 years, but you'll only really eat chicken now, right? Chicken, some fish. Chicken, some fish, yeah. but no beef. No beef. I, I still haven't gone into beef or pork. What in- uh, Pigs or dogs, I can't do it. <laughs> really? It's- yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't, I like, I just can't do it. You feel bad. I'm going to go, I'm, I'm go overseas and I'll probably be f- like four. I mean, a big part of the, like uh, the reason I bailed on it was just because it is so incredibly annoying um, and the world is ending anyway and it doesn't matter. 
um, and we've, we're past the point of no return. So your nihilism forced you to compromise your ethics? Yeah, pretty but, much. But you started the vegetarianism because of ethics, because you felt I did, bad. yeah. I did. I lived right next to a, a, a slaughterhouse that like would- like slaughter chickens. It was so gross that I like- This is I, in I, Buffalo? Yeah. No, this is when I lived in the Lower East Side. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. There's a slaughterhouse in the Lower East it Side? It was a weird, um, and it's kind of the, still the only bad street on the Lower East Side, Pitt Street. It's, uh, there was, and uh, it's since been bulldozed, and now I think it's like a condo um, for like- a slash retirement home for I think like mostly like Chinese Americans. Um, wow! But it used to be like a, a hen house. Like they used to be able to get like live um, live chickens there and stuff, and and, and they slaughter them there. And the whole block smelled. The whole block like you had to walk on the other side of the street. Um, anyway, that that kind of pushed me over, and then I stopped. And then it's one of those things. Once you commit to it, you're like. And then a few people learn about it, then you're really sort of on the hook for it. And yeah. it becomes more like- it becomes part of your identity. People will attach your identity to it, which always really bothered me. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, you go, your girlfriend brings you home to meet her parents and then you got to be like, no, I don't want to eat your turkey or whatever. <laughs> so now I've like, and you're an asshole. Like, and right. and, and, and I always think of that scene in um, uh, Temple of Doom where- <laughs> yeah. You know they're they're in India and like that poor village gives them like fucking worm paste or whatever and uh, that actress you feel like Kate Capshaw Kate Capshaw what's her name like uh, it's a man's name like Charlie or something oh That's, yeah Willie Willie yeah um she's like all offended eat it Willie it's yeah like, this is all these people have yeah I often feel like that. <laughs> That's how I used to feel. Yeah. It's like turning down people's food, and like stuff people worked on. I always feel like short round. Um, <laughs> just, you know, enthusiastic and, you know. Uh, yeah, no, no, I totally, yeah, it, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. I, you know, I would never, I, I would never argue on the ethics of it. Like I get yeah. that people me, are me vegetarian, but from an, from like, yeah, from a cultural sensitivity standpoint, you know, not wanting to be seeming ungrateful. And then also from an optimum health standpoint, I think animal protein. I know. agree. Yeah. I mean, I definitely like immediately gained a ton of size. Yeah. And you tend to get like on a vegetarian diet, I've noticed you're probably going to wind up being like kind of a skinny fat person. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, we have people that are vegetarians that will like go crazy that you absolutely can maintain a lean muscular physique on it like a vegan plant-based right. diet very hard it, it's very hard this is yeah. a, it's work and thought it's certainly all right doable. don't at me okay <laughs> hey everybody put it to rest on the twitter all right we don't get at it. me yeah just but telling my experience it's, anyway it's yeah. much in the world we live in now it's still more convenient to eat a little bit of meat and you know maintain a lean, a lean physique. yeah still uh, i mean i i Try to give a shit, but like I'm, I'm a little bit more uh, laid back. It was starting to stress me out too much. Yeah, where I think it was bad for me. It comes now, up a lot for people. What about oil pulling? Back to, uh, back oh, to, yeah. uh, back to coconut oil. I, I've always been intrigued by it. I, 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 I've never done. Have you done it before? Every once in a while, I'll do it because I have so many teeth problems, and like that's sort of the natural remedy. People will say to like, have you experienced any benefit from it? 
I don't know, but I do. So I, explain I think to people I kinda, what it is. I mean, and I, I, I don't know if I'm doing it correctly. This is something I learned from Gabrus. Um, so who Uh-oh. knows? Oh, yeah. Jesus. You take a spoonful of uh, like coconut oil or something. You basically swish it around in your mouth for 10 you minutes. Hold it in your mouth yeah. for 10 minutes. And uh, and it's absorbed through the open capillaries, but you don't you don't take it into your digestive system. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then you spit it out. And then you spit it out. And supposedly it's supposed to improve your dental health. Yeah. Right? And then also like, uh, I think for inflammation too. There's a lot of promises. If I have, um, I got hooked on these um, like really unhealthy protein bars. What, the Quest bars or something? No, the like, you know, they're not unhealthy. All uh, all protein bars, in my opinion, are just candy bars that we've just tricked ourselves into thinking like are kind of good for you. But every once in a while, like you're really hungry, you're on the road, you need a bar. I love- um, those uh, RX bars. Oh yeah, they're good. They're a sponsor. They're, they're great. Actu- they're actually not horrible. Okay, good. Yeah. But they're still like chocolate chips in them and stuff, right? S- very light. I mean, they they'll they straight up tell you like this, and it's not because they're a sponsor. It's like dates, hey. almonds, egg whites, and they'll say it's like two dates. Well, I'm doing free almonds. advertising for. I mean, even though I'm saying they're bad for you, I, just because I get too hooked on them. Yeah. Like for me, it's like the same. So I'll eat an RX bar and then I'll be like, well, maybe I'll have. Like before I know it, I've had like three RX bars in one day. <laughs> right. And then, and they really get stuck in my teeth. And oh, that's yeah. when I do some oil pulling stuff. And, and you know what? Really clears out my teeth. I mean, I get, yeah. I mean, I guess it's eventually that oil is going to find that way in between your teeth, you know, and then loosen some things up. And then I guess if you have, shit on there like that oil could bind to it and then kind of rinse and rinse and wash away bro science you know the other i guess the other like um sort of embarrassing wellness thing i would say i do that is that is kind of in the ballpark all this stuff i do tm i do i meditate i meditate twice a day and that i think is like even the whole process of going through that um and I'm, I've did been, you did, did you do the did you pay the money and do the whole deal? Well, that was the wild thing. I um I go to this meeting. I lost my temper. <laughs> I had to I had to leave and go to a bar. Like, what I the people at so you go so they they if you're interested in all at a TM, I'll kind of walk you through. This is transcendental meditation. Transcendental meditation, sort of the uh, lazy man's meditation. I do it too. Um, so. That you, you, there's, there's places all over where you can kind of get information and they have a, a, you know, intro seminar that's free and you go in there and it's 15 of the weirdest people you'll ever meet sitting in and then like two people kind of like you that are like, what the fuck am I doing here? Um, and everybody's kind of looking at each other and they, it's a horrible thing where they make you talk and do icebreakers and you got to talk about what you're interested in, all things that I do not want to do. Right. Um, uh, ben Rogers, I, I'm into pornography. Uh, I'm into pornography. I live alone. Um, I, <laughs> I haven't had a real relationship in about six years. Uh, so I go and like somebody, I can't remember the exact details. I made a note of it and I, I couldn't find it before this recording. I tried to look it up just to get a memory refresher. I believe somebody said like, I came here because of David Lynch. Yeah. And then somebody said... Um, Catching the big fish is David Lynch. Yeah, David Lynch is a big TM proponent. He has a proponent. place out in LA that teaches it. 
And he wrote this book about it called Catching the Big Fish. And so somebody there said, um, the I'm completely out of line. I don't know what said it. I was trying to get a refresher to kind of figure out who, who exactly set me off. But this was the end of it for me. Somebody said like, oh yeah, the musician. I said, well, he's a director. And everybody looked at me. This is like the only thing I've said other than like, hey, I'm Ben. I live in the neighborhood. Like, no, he's a like, I guess, yeah, he does some musician, but he's not known as... No. And I don't even think they said musician. I think I'm giving... They, they, I, I mean, they might as well have said like, oh, yes, um, the grocer. Like, it was something like that. <laughs> something wrong. Yes. Fucking wrong. Um, so I left. And I was like, I can't do this. And, oh, and also, it's a ton of money. Yeah, thousands of it's dollars. It's thousands of dollars. To get your mantra, basically. Get, yeah. So it's a complete ripoff. And then I wrote them... Um, they're like, but we do, I know it, not everybody can afford it. It's very expensive. We do offer some scholarships for people who are, um, able to do that. And so I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to try to get a scholarship. So I write and the, the scholarship application is a little humiliating. It's like, why do you think you got to basically be like, I'm why a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge fucking loser. And like, I wish you guys would do this for me. And so they don't write me back. And then I started doing some research about like mindfulness stuff and all this. It was just in the zeitgeist. Like a few books came my way that mentioned TM. I was listening to some interview with um, uh, Seinfeld Seinfeld. and he was talking about TM. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to follow up. And I gave him shit about not getting back to me about my scholarship. Now, I think they were like, this guy's insane. Um, let's just put him through the program. I screamed during a meeting with an army jacket on and he's emailed yeah. us 50 times. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it worked. And then, then I was able to, Whoa, like, you got it. Yeah. Wow. I, I knew, I want to talk to you about the class cause I've, I've only ever like stolen information about it or just read like books that are free about it. So I just kind of, and made- it's all accurate. I mean, I think they do benefit a lot by the mystery surrounding it, which is, a little absurd. I mean, I th- well that, and then also I think that there's perceived value. If you spend all this money on something, yeah. you'll actually do it. I think that's part of their yeah, th- the idea there. But I still think like, well, no, that's the wrong way to do it. Just get the people who want to do it to do it. Yeah, and I've been doing it for you know like five six years. Yeah, it's good. I I'm not good about twice every day. I usually the get second at one's least, hard. The second one's hard. I usually get at least once in a day. Yeah. And then, um, wow, yeah. I, I was crazy about it. I mean, you know how I can get where I would like leave places and same. like show up late. And like there were like uh, up until maybe a year ago, not even like six months where I'd be like, you know what? I'm busy. I'm not going to do the second one. Yeah. But I used to like be like, sorry, I got to go in my car. Yeah. So no, I do it in my car all the time. I had earplugs, you know? And then like um, I would do it like in cabs and stuff, you know, like when I was like, I mean, like a whole like. Or like take an Uber because I needed to get fit one in and like I couldn't drive and do it. So I was like, well, I can just do it in the Uber. Like a whole freaking rigmarole. A few times I've I've gone to, there's a uh, meditation place out here that's like a meditation studio. And I also feel ridiculous. Den meditation. I feel completely insane when I walk in. Um, I, I'm usually like one of two dudes. Probably the only one that's like not wearing some 
like weird outfit of some kind um or at least this, maybe i'm being a little hyperbolic here but the uh i but, mean but there there's there some interesting fabrics and stuff their focus is more like um mindfulness and i i do really enjoy it too i do like to meditate me too um but it is um a weird territory that i i always feel like it is it's hard for me to start sometimes but once i start i'm always good I do the sensory deprivation tank too, man. Oh, really? See, I, yeah, I'm interested in that. Yeah, you got to do that if you like to meditate. And it's taken me, a, like it took me a couple times before I could actually meditate in there because it's just so much fucking shit going on. Like you have to get used to like the the, the feeling of it and being in there, you know? And uh, I got to do it. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe I haven't done, done a sensory deprivation tank. <laughs> <laughs> I'll set you up. We'll, we'll go, man. It's a blast. I love it. And then now, like if I have, like if there's something I'm working on or I need to, you know, really be in like a good headspace for, like I'll do the tank before that. And like, I feel like I, you know, you never, uh, you never have like these magic moments of, it's like, it's like meditation in general. Yeah. Like it's never this magic, like, oh, this switch turned immediately, but like, you just start to um, it, like generally feel better, you know, like this, yeah. this clarity I, starts to I come liked and, it pretty quickly, like on, I noticed a difference. Now I don't know if it's there as much. And now, I, I mean, I tell myself, it's like, well, imagine how insane I would be if I wasn't doing all this stuff. Um, <laughs> but it's another one of those things where it's like, I, I, and now again, I've loosened up about it, but like, you know, you start dating somebody and they like sleep over your house for the first time. And then the next morning you're like... All right, could you go into the other room while I do my meditation for 20 minutes? And they're like, what the, what the yeah. fuck did I get myself into? Yeah, you got it, weirdo. Uh, <laughs> they're like, I guess he wants me to go. Yeah, no, it's impossible not to read into it for sure. So we should get to a listener question. A woman who wants to gain weight, question mark, question mark, question mark. This is coming to us from Laura. Hello, Ryan and Ben. It says Eugene, but I'll change it to that. I appreciate it. Um, I'm a relatively new listener the last three months or so, but I've listened to every single episode uh, in that length of time. I'm hooked and I'm learning so much. Thank you. Well, thank you, Laura. God bless you. So I'm a young woman, 21 years old, set to graduate from university this May. I've been from university. Ooh, sounds yeah. like could be f foreign, Australian. From they're just saying they're just calling it university. university yeah, yeah. This is they're they're not born Laura, in, in the uh, USA. Laura. Uh, I've been from university. <laughs> I've been in and out of sport sports and the gym for years, never working that hard or sticking to it. I recently discovered weightlifting, and with the help of a personal trainer, I finally feel motivated and have been consistently training dirty with weightlifting for going on six months. Now I work out five to six days a week every week. However, I'm wow. not seeing my strength progress despite a clean diet and hard, consistent workouts. And after a lot of research, I think I need to be eating um, a whole lot more macros. In parentheses, she says bulking. I'm so thin. Um, I got a uh, genetically, I, I've got a genetically fast metabolism for my father and a very small appetite. It is difficult me for difficult for me to get an average amount of food in per day. Nevertheless, mm. enough to bulk um, on some weight for muscle gains. Do you have any advice about how I can grow my appetite or food I can eat that will help me meet my macro intake? Uh, and do I need to bulk up more? Any help is appreciated. Uh, this is the lesser of the two questions, but I'll also be going uh, to the typical eight to five schedule pretty soon uh, with coming into the adult world with a full-time job. Do you have any advice for how I can fit workouts into it during the week? Thank you so much for everything. 
I hope to send you some pics soon or it didn't happen. Sincerely, Laura. All right. Thanks, Laura. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And also great job on on the exercise is the hard part. Yeah. So, five, six days a week. I yeah. mean, that's you're doing great. And coming from nothing uh, or not being consistent, you said. And also for that amount of time, it's a good stretch of time and it's good consistency. Um, so, yeah, you have to train heavy. Uh, so you can't be afraid to, you know, throw some weight around. And so make sure it sounds like you, you, you do have a trainer, you said. So make sure you're doing like Ben talked about earlier, those primary lifts, press, pull, squat. That sounds like you answered your own question a little bit like where, yeah, you just got to eat more food. Um, so Rogers, do you have any tips? About- I do. You know what? I, I, you know, I f- was in a similar position, uh, when I was training very aggressively, uh, I, I you know, one found, I, one thing I found helpful was getting a high speed blender, um, okay. and just throwing a bunch of stuff in the, in a blender where y- you can kind of take in a ton of calories that way. Um, and you can kind of keep it fairly good stuff. Yeah. Um, which is one, I, 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 I noticed a big weight gain when I started just blending, like throwing and any vegetables I was worried about going bad, anything kind of in my fridge and uh, more for fuel than for taste. But yeah, I would be just gaining a ton of calories that way. Yeah, I think that's I think that's it. So if you know, if it's unrealistic or not sustainable for you to sit down for an extra two meals, I think doing some kind of calorie slash protein supplementation by way of uh, a smoothie or a shake, i.e., liquid calories, is where you'll get a lot of bang for your buck. And also, you can be very consistent with that. So the problem is, is that you know, for people that are hard gainers that have small appetites, it's like. Oh, you're like, oh, I'll add chicken breast in, and then you do it for a couple of days, and then you're just straight up full, and then you fall off. But if you can make a smoothie like part of your routine, like brushing your teeth every day, mm-hmm. I think that'll do it. And I think, you know, adding in like almond butter, um, you know, something that's really calorie dense like that, some kind of good protein. And like Roger said, all good stuff then you don't have to worry about dirty bulking. You know, it's not like you're just adding an extra pizza to get another thousand calories in. Yeah, and you're not you, like eating cereal all day. Right. Stuff like that. Yeah, because yeah, that, that, you know, at a, you're 21 you know, now. Nothing wrong with that. I've had trainers tell me like, start eating some dirtier carbs. Like you can get away with it. You, Yeah, definitely. I mean, you certainly could get away with that. But if you're, if you're, you know, concerned about bad eating habits in the future, yeah. I think the smoothie is like the perfect hack to that. But, um, but yeah, you know, Adding an extra bowl of cereals, not bad. Um, but yeah, do you know, go for like a big calorie smoothie, I think. And then uh, treat yourself, uh, invest in like a, you know, invest in a good high speed blender so that it's not a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah, to have they're to not do. all a million dollars. I mean, you can get a pretty affordable, decent blender. Yeah, they're, they're like, there's definitely like the Vitamax kind of knockoffs that are yeah. a lot more affordable. Yeah. And so you don't have to spend 800 bucks on something. And then as far as, um, incorporating those workouts into your workday, I would say figure out a way to train regularly in the morning, because if you add a workout in after work, you tend to start to miss those. Yeah. You're going to be dead tired. You're going to be tired. And that's, you just can start, uh, talking yourself out of it as the day goes on. But if you get it, if you get used to training early in the morning before work and you make that part of your program, you, you're must, you're much less likely to miss. And that's and that's just kind of something that I've done 
you know, that I've experienced with my clients is that people that have morning workouts that are, that have regular work schedules, um, tend to miss significantly less than the people that are trying to train in the afternoon. So I would say find time in the morning if that's possible. And, uh, yeah. And then add in that, add in that smoothie, almond butter. You can do like a higher calorie protein powder. You can straight up do coconut oil and then also just nuts, you know, that like, that's a good snack throughout the day. Like add those nuts in, um, you know, macadamia nuts, almonds, cashews, peanut butter, cashew uh, butter. What, what else? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but th- those are all like, I mean, literally like you're looking at like two tablespoons, you're already over 200 calories. So those, I always recommend that for people that have small appetites because it's like, you don't have to take in a lot of food. Um, you don't have to take in a lot of volume to get the calories for that. And then you've got good protein and fiber and all that other good stuff that's in there too. Great. Uh, anything else for Rogers? Anything you want to plug buddy? No. <laughs> TM? Yeah. Yeah. TM.org. TM.org. Take, take a look. Uh, uh yeah, Cryozone. Cryozone. <laughs> listen to Action Boys. You guys should check that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to Action Boys. The stories get are more X-rated than they are on uh, dumbbells. Yeah, it's a much dirtier listen. Uh, <laughs> uh, but if you like Rambo too, and you want to hear a couple of dumb guys screaming about it, it's that's basically what the show is. And uh, great. So on behalf of myself and my wonderful guest today, Ben Rogers, I like to remind everybody at home that's listening to Train Dirty, eat clean. And before I say eat clean, I should say, if you have a question for us, uh, you can reach us at askthedumbbells at gmail.com. And if you want to shout out to us on Twitter or Instagram, send us some pics of you exercising, want to brag a little bit. uh, We're at, we are at the dumbbells on everything. Instagram, Twitter, the book, all that stuff. So train dirty, eat clean, and live in between. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>